favorite diner is literally less than a mile away from our house. And like, I would say at least once a, once a month, we order like chocolate chip pancakes for dinner and she'll get like a side of hash browns and I'll get a side of gyro meat because it's a Greek diner and God bless. <laughs> God bless. What a combo, man. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's like, it, I always get a double take and then the people think about it, like, actually, it'd be good. I say, actually, it is. Uh, look at Brandon living his best life up there. Mm-hmm. Living his best life. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. You, me, and your mom. A show where three people sit down and talk about whatever they want to talk about. I'm your host today, Eric, and we're joined by our other two hosts, our best friend, Brandon. I was there when he refused to throw the ring into the fire. <laughs> Nerd, but the best way. And my mom, mom. I was there wondering why they didn't have the Eagles take them there from the first, but okay. Sacrilegion, you know it. Never bring that <laughs> argument to me. Her Plot device, Miss Sandy. Plot device. <laughs> Her name is Sandy. Well, we got a lot to talk about today, but before we do that, how are you guys doing? Well, I'm a little tired, but uh, I'm doing well. I'm working too much as uh, usual. As you- I only saw 11 clients today. So there you go. Ooh, it was a long day. Wow. <laughs> I know <laughs> it was a long day, but I'm, I spent the weekend. My stepdaughter graduated from college. Woohoo! Last one. Hey, congratulations, Elena. Yes. Congratulations, Elena. So very proud of her. She, she did very well, graduated with honors, but... That meant that now that I'm fully vaccinated, I had to go out into the big wide world. So, yeah, my in-laws I have came. that excuse. Oh, sorry. Uh, I know, I know. I make it, I'm but I don't I, want two people. I know. I told Megan today. I'm like, I really. He's like, you really have to get out more, and I'm like, but this has been like the happiest year of my life. <laughs> I've never seen you smile more in my life in the middle of a, middle of a global I mean, I'm, I'm sorry everybody's dying. That's what I said. But, but, you know, we should make up a new excuse to quarantine. I think we should make up a new excuse. I, I got one. I've got the gas shortage right now. We yeah, could do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I could do the gas shortage this week. Yeah, but, yeah, one. so. I don't like people. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. No, I do. People. I like people, but I like them one-on-one. Uh, fair enough. I've decided I really I like, like person. people. I like person. I like person. I don't like people. I really have decided that I really love people one-on-one, but you know, if you get more than like three, I think it should be like crows. We should call that a murder because that's how I feel. So, yeah. So anyway, I had to go out and about and a lot of it because my in-laws were with me for the weekend. They they came in Thursday. They didn't leave until Sunday morning. So that meant that Thursday night, we went out to dinner to a real restaurant and then we went to graduation on a Friday. That was an experience. Then we went out to lunch because it was graduation. We had to do the Japanese hibachi grill. Nice. We came here, thank God, and had dinner here. But then Saturday, because I'm a nice person, um, I hooked up my father-in-law's sister and her husband lived near us. Well, about an hour away. So we met halfway at another restaurant. And then, of course, I had to go to church on Sunday. So Macon's like, it's Mother's Day. Do you want to go out to eat? And I just glared at him. He goes, we have chicken salad in the fridge. And I go, yes. Wise man. <laughs> you chose wisely. I've seen so that look. So you didn't yeah. reduce him to a pile of ashes. No, no, since we came home. So and then I had to take a nap. I was like, I'm done. I literally took a nap. And if you know me, you know, I never take naps. Mm, true. Never mm. take naps. So anyway, yeah. So that was an experience. So I guess society takes it out of you. Uh, It does. It does. So I did that. And then 
So I'm I'm a little tired. So there you go, Brandon. See, it's your fault, Eric, for asking me. But Brandon, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. Uh, things were very busy work-wise the last week and the past few days. And then today finally was kind of able to take a breath and catch up on a few things. Um, personally, just been hustling a lot lately. My wife and I are going on vacation this weekend. And I've just been trying to get things straightened and, um, you know, all set for that. A little extra pocket money or to pay things off here and there just pulling some extra hours here and there just uh and making sure that i'm not leaving my coworkers hanging when i go but uh mainly just trying to find clothing um <laughs> i am a big man and a tall man and uh recently i've become less bigger than i was eric and and some friends of ours uh, we may have mentioned it before doing just you know kind of a friendly fitness challenge nothing too major just kind of you know keeping ourselves accountable and i've dropped almost 30 pounds in the past month or so wow. which which is great except the fact that my clothing was a little loose to begin with and so now i've been wearing like tents <laughs> uh, some of my my tops look ridiculous on me so i went shopping and because here in michigan uh, dressing rooms still aren't open yet, things like that. So it's just buy a bunch of clothing in various sizes and lengths and, and take it home and try it all on. Uh, I was just telling Eric a little bit ago that I think I spent over $300 in clothing over the last two days. And I am keeping a pair of shorts, two polos and one button down that is going to look fantastic on me in about three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, right now I've got, you know, that eau de sausage look going on, but uh <laughs> And another like 15 pounds, it'll be fantastic. Oh, sure. Um, so uh, tomorrow I get to return a bunch of things and, and get a new round of clothing and hopefully have, have a little more uh, better luck there. <laughs> That's cool. That's what I've been doing, just getting ready to relax. Right. Well, I'm excited, cool. for you, honestly, because you guys worked hard to get here. And I know that you guys are really excited about the West Coast. That's, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I have three I'm books excited. that I'm taking along. I am not taking my Switch. I am not taking my tablet. I kind of don't want to take my phone, but, you know, I do. Yeah. Um, but I am not taking anything extraneous other than reading material. That's awesome. Yeah, we're doing pretty good down here. We've, well... <laughs> I've had a few weeks. <laughs> so uh, for those that are follow us on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, know, you, you, I'm sure you noticed the sudden lack of any kind of engagement whatsoever. I was called away last minute to a lot of work-related travel for the last three or four weeks. And uh, I know that we're getting to the end of the pandemic, but schools are still facing an extreme amount of challenges to get through the pandemic as we're closing this out. And uh, I went on the road and I was on the road a bunch the last two or three weeks. So I am sorry we've not got our podcast out to you sooner. It's just a lot of work that we've been doing lately. And it's been good. Schools are getting the support that they need. Uh, this, I will say the federal government and the state government has been excellent in providing as much support as they possibly can. But it was just life and things had to be done. And it's been an interesting two or three weeks. Um, so. And then on top of that, we were wrapping some things up that were some personal things. Uh, for instance, uh, I think that uh, my wife's family wouldn't mind if I shared it briefly, but uh, they were going through my mother-in-law's personal effects. For those that are not familiar, my mother-in-law passed away in October. So this was the first chance that uh, Courtney's brothers could come down and go, th go through the her stuff and, and take care of the inheritance and all that good stuff. So it was an intense few weeks as we, not only was I on the road, if I wasn't on the road, I was actually at my father-in-law's house and, you know, taking care of all of that stuff. So yeah, we've been busy. 
but it's been good. Uh, it's really kind of funny. It's been, this is the first time I've seen uh, mom and Brandon's faces in like two or three weeks. We text when we can, but it's kind of cool to see you guys back. It, it, it's nice. <laughs> I was going through withdrawals. I, I wasn't seeing my boys' faces. <laughs> it's nice. We didn't see them both. So, yeah, mom's uh, mom talking about the graduation and then my experiences over the last three weeks. And I know Brandon's experiences as well got us as we were texting as I was on the road so much. By the way, I do voice text. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not crazy with texting. Sure, sure, whatever. We were trying to figure out what we're going to do when I do get back. And we were all three of us happened to be vaccinated roughly around the same time. And we all three of us have started to get out into society a little bit. And we thought it'd be really kind of interesting to kind of discuss how that's looking right now, uh, how we're feeling about it. Since we have a mental health therapist right here with mom, we were talking about maybe to kind of discussing this thing that we're experiencing as a society, some things that we might feel challenged about some things that we're really excited about doing and kind of just talk about it because I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a lot of mixed feelings about it as I'm getting to emerge more into society. Now let's be clear. I've been traveling off and on this whole time, especially since January, but it's a very controlled environment. When I've been traveling because I travel from school to school to school, I'm just decked out in preventative gear, right? I'm wearing a mask. I'm, I basically, I've drenched myself in, in Germex so much that I've absorbed so much into my skin that I think that when I pee, I, would, I could set it on fire at this point, right? So there's been a lot of so when I he says that like he couldn't always do that, but we're not going to talk about. Hey, that. hey, don't out me as an alcoholic. We've talked about. <laughs> you might want to get your liver checked out. I know, right? <laughs> what, what liver? It's just a husk at this point. <laughs> so, just put like one of those Brillo pad sponges in there, know, right? So it's been a very controlled environment. I have not, and just kind of put it in more perspective. Me personally, and I know Mom hasn't either. I have not stepped foot in a restaurant since COVID happened. I've not been to a movie theater since COVID happened. I've only been to places where I needed to be. I do go shopping in a grocery store, but it's in and out. And most of the time, I've got to be honest, it's, it's the delivery system where I, we've put it in the app and then they bring it out to us. Um, we do that now. Even after COVID's over, by the way, we're doing that because it's the best thing on the planet. I never have to step into Walmart again. Sign me up. <laughs> so, you know... Our traveling has been very controlled and it's a different kind of travel. So when I began to emerge, I got my vaccination and timing went by and then now I'm fully considered fully vaccinated. There was traveling I was allowed to do socially, and especially when my uh, brother-in-laws were in, we actually went out to dinner for the first time uh, and got drinks and, and were quote unquote, normal since this whole thing happened. And there were some interesting reactions. And I thought maybe we should, we should talk about it. So I, I guess we just open it up. Uh, Mom, you kind of gave us a real quick rundown of your experience with graduation. Did you want to go first and kind of give us an idea what you experienced versus what everybody with your experience and your professional knowledge, what everybody might be facing going forward, or I'm really kind of just opening it up and kind of like, just let's talk about this because I feel like we do need to actually talk about it. Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. So 
I, I can talk about my experience. And then I also have all of my clients who are also going through, well, all of the United States clients who are going through that. I, I do want to say that those of us in the United States, just a quick plug for those who are not in the United States, um, it's easy to forget that we are very privileged to have the vaccine here. Canada, especially Nova Scotia and Ontario are in another shutdown. Right. I know the numbers in Nova Scotia, for instance, are triple what they were a year ago. And the numbers are not coming down even in the, the shutdown. I know that those uh, clients that I have that live in Toronto and I have a few that live there are also in a shutdown. Last time they talked about shutting down just, you know, all everything. Now, now they're talking about shutting down even some of the essential things. Right. Um, so because it's getting bad. So, and then I know in Europe, um, I have clients there who are also, and in South America, the vaccines are not even talked about. So I, I and in South Africa, where I also have clients, I want to point out that they have the variant and also very little vaccine. So I, that's my first statement. I want to remind everyone to not forget their prayers and thoughts and vibes and whatever it is that you have to send out to the rest of the world because only Israel um, and the United States are doing well vaccination wise. Um, way, so- it's, it's not just uh, in all of the United States. So con- uh, USA controlled territories, they're struggling. I have a partner in crime. I talk, uh, he's my partner in crime. He is my, he's my partner in my job. Uh, He he is located in the Philippines and they are going through a lot of struggles. They don't have any vaccines. They're still on lockdown and sunset and they enforce it very strictly. They're still struggling with outbreaks, that sort of thing. So even I want to make it even further, even uh, controlled territories, they're still struggling. So you're only seeing these vaccines in those two areas that mom mentioned. Let's be real clear about that. So thank you, mom, for reminding us that we're coming from a very lucky place of, of a blessed place mm-hmm. of privilege to be very. Right. We are. And so as we're talking about re-entering into society or re-engaging outside of our quarantine, I just want to remember that this is um, a true first world problem. Um, so that's, that's my caveat. Yeah. But saying that for my United States clients, I hear it from them. Right. Um, and I, well, and my Israeli clients, I have some in Israel, but for, for, and for myself. And so that's my first caveat going. So let me talk about that for a minute. Let me talk about my experience. And then I'd like to jump into my client's experience. Is that's okay with you guys? Sure. Please do. So yeah, absolutely. The first night we went out to uh, a restaurant the other night, and it's a, uh, actually a very nice restaurant not too far from here. And it it's, wasn't too overly crowded. We still have um, some COVID restrictions in our area. So I think the restaurants are at 50% capacity. So they, they set us well. We went upstairs in the elevator, but it was just myself and my in-laws that went in the elevator um, and we were all vaccinated. So that felt okay. And we were wearing our masks, but when we sat down and the server came over with their, with her mask on, great. We ordered our drinks, we ordered dinner. And then I actually had to like drink and eat. So I had to take my mask off. And I will tell you, that was a really scary moment. I know I'm fully vaccinated. However, I'm very conscious of not wanting to share that COVID virus, right, with anyone else. And, and there's a lot of mixed information about whether those of us fully vaccinated can do that or not. And so I wear my mask 
for to make sure that I don't do that. On top of that, there is still a five point something percent chance that I could get COVID. I get it that um, if I get it, hopefully with the vaccination, that it won't be as severe. But those of us who say, or people that say to me, hey, you know, it's just COVID, you'll be fine. They obviously have never had a severe asthma attack and it shows is all I'm saying on that one. But I also have had clients who have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, who were close to my age, who got COVID. And they may not have been in the hospital, but they were not well off. It was not a good couple of weeks, took them a while, you know, and, and so I have that fear as well. So my mask came off and it just felt really odd to be sitting in a restaurant and ordering food, which felt weird too. Not that we haven't done takeout. We have supported some of our small businesses here, but that's, that's a quick pop in. Everybody's wearing your mask. You grab your, your bag of whatever, and you, you walk out. This was literally sitting down in a restaurant and a server coming over kept asking us if we wanted drinks. Honestly, that felt weird. That felt weird. And I didn't know when she came over, should I put my mask back on every time she came over? Should I not? I don't know. It was weird. It's a whole lot more awkward than when they come over to ask you, how's your meal while you're, while you're eating, right? It was, what do you do with all of that? So I had that experience, but it wasn't too bad. The graduation, on the other hand, Uh it was outside. It was the, the, it's a cross between a state school and a private school. It's a, a tech school, well, Tennessee Tech. So I think they did a great job with the young people graduating. Well, they weren't all young, but the people graduating, they had it outside first time ever on the football field and they were all spaced six feet apart. As long as they were in their chairs, they didn't have their mask, but whenever they got up in their chair and did their walkthrough, they had to wear their mask. All the speakers were um, pre-recorded videos. Um, and so they showed that on the big jumbotron or whatever they call that big screen, um, so they, they did all that. I mean, the professors were there, but they were all masked, which was great. However, for the, those of us who were there, they said that masks were required, but I do live in the South and a lot of people don't believe that masks are important, I guess. And so we were in a line, we were not six feet apart. No one was staying six feet apart. We had to walk a long distance to get to the, the stadium. It was in the stadium Everybody was crushing together. As you went in, there was some some college students handing out masks if you didn't have one, and people were refusing to take them. Now, these were young people doing that, actually young girl, young women, um, probably freshmen or sophomores. They were not very old at all. So they weren't going to tell these older people, you have to wear a mask. So more than about 75 can't be disrespectful. And more than about 75% of the crowd did not have on masks. On the, the bleachers or whatever you call it in a stadium, they're, they're the long benches, right? right. Mm-hmm. Every other one had um, tape on it and it said row closed. But people sat on those too. They oh, were just crowding in together. Right. So we, I finally found a place that wasn't too high up. My mother-in-law has some walking issues. We'd already walked. It felt like six miles. It wasn't. It was probably about a half a mile which is a really long way when you're in your 80s with some walking issues. And then you have to climb up these steps. And anyway, I found a spot that wasn't like people weren't sitting in the closed rows. We sat down. And then, of course, a whole bunch of unmasked people just crowded in around us. 
So it felt very uncomfortable. Now, again, the graduating class, they tried to take care of it, but it was the audience or whatever you call it, the attendees. It just felt, I felt my anxiety rising. Mm. Um, Part of it was I was, I mean, I had my mask on all the time, but it felt very crowded. It was too many people. I, I tried to reason to myself these people know better. They've lived in the United States, same as I have. They've had the same information that I have. Hopefully they're vaccinated. If they're not vaccinated at this point in my state, they're vaccinating 12 year olds. Anybody who wants a vaccine can have a vaccine right. in my state. Mm-hmm. They literally are vaccinating 12 year olds here and they can't, we, we are at the bottom of the percent of people, a uh, percentage of vaccinations or almost at the bottom used in our state because people are refusing to do it. <laughs> So in my mind, I'm reasoning through, they're making a choice. These are adults. If they choose not to get the vaccine and they get COVID, I'm really sorry for that. I hate that for them. Am I responsible? Well, no, I'm still wearing my mask, but however, I mean, all of these things in my head. And on top of that, 14 months, I have not hardly been out of my house. I haven't been around anyone, but my, my, like, well, Macon. (laughs) <laughs> i waved at my neighbors across the way hello and i'm you're still crowded. alive you're still making children well they actually said that at church but <laughs> when they when they figured out who i was they all thought i was someone else i had on a mask my hair is much longer and much darker and i've lost 50 pounds since they saw me last so no one knew who i was it was like i was in an incognito nice. different story but yeah but i i it was I felt overwhelmed and overstimulated. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of people in my sure. space and they were loud. Um, I noticed that when I came back from J- Japan, however many well, I years ago. <laughs> and I remember breaking down and crying yeah. in San Francisco because I was overstimulated and overwhelmed by Americans being very large and very loud and very in my space. Yeah. And I know that's a personal thing. But after being in quarantine, where it's been pretty peaceful here at the house, we never raise our voices or anything. I mean, it's the dog's bark. That's the noises it gets. And it was it was really overstimulating. And I caught myself feeling like I wanted to cry a couple of yeah. times. So I did a check-in with my body, a you know, body scan, mindfulness body scan, and realized I was anxious, um, very anxious. And I know from talking to my clients that I was not different than many yeah. people. Um, I've actually been quarantined. Not, Go ahead. Sorry, not to interrupt. I just want to say, when you say body scan, is that kind of like a taking your, like are, are my shoulders tense? Is my jaw, jaw clenched? Like what do you do? That's you actually a good question. I can. And it's a body scan is actually a base, basic mindfulness activity that, that um, I teach all my clients almost in the first or second session. But I start at my feet and I just literally feel my feet. I mean, I don't reach my hands down. I feel how my feet are feeling. Are they hot? Are they cold? Are they comfortable? Are they not? Are are my shoes too tight? Are my socks too tight? Like right. Am I squinching my toes? Am I squinching my toes? And then I work my way up through the top of my head, right? And I take inventory. And as I do so, I know that my body is always um, a sign of how I'm feeling emotionally. We think that our minds and, and emotions are separate from our bodies. But we, they're not, we are very holistic. You know, you get tense, you might shoulder up, you, you, you get um, 
scared or anxious and you might get butterflies in your stomach. I mean, we are not separate. And so as I scan my body, and if I notice I have tension, for instance, in my stomach, I feel anxiety usually in my stomach and in my shoulders and my neck. So as I scan up and I notice these things, I'll ask, why do I have this feeling in my stomach? For me, it's not really butterflies. It's more of a empty kind of, I'm going to almost sick, but almost hungry kind of feeling in my stomach. It's my stomach reacting to the cortisol, the adrenaline, those it's because I've had a dump. I also notice what I'm tasting. If I'm tasting something that's like metallic, like I've touched a fork to my tongue or to my tooth, you, you all know what I'm talking about, that metallic. Yeah. Taste. Yeah. The, yeah. That's, that's the taste of adrenaline. Oh, okay. That is I did not know that. Like. Not there you go. You learned something new. So I'll, I'll, I did a body scan and I realized my stomach was feeling that way. I was feeling a little hungry and nauseous at the same time, even though I know that I wasn't either. Um, and then my shoulders were really tense and I noticed that I was breathing really fast. And so I realized I was actually anxious with all of these people in my space. And I was also tensing and pulling my arms into my sides, trying to make myself smaller because I felt like they were taking up too much space. They weren't really just felt that way. Right. So it was, it was my re-entry into this kind of mob it wasn't really a mob but it felt like a mob um and so by the time we got to the the japanese hibachi grill after the graduation um i was i was pretty well just over it and so we had an option when i went in we could sit at the the grill with other people and watch the show which is kind of what i had intended to begin with but when she asked me because i had been over so overwhelmed I asked for the farthest back corner Yeah, because I just couldn't do it anymore. And then when we got into our table, I took the furthest back corner, you know, and, and sat there because I was done. I just, I found I couldn't do that. And I don't think that I'm, I'm, well, I know that I'm not different or weird or I'm very normal when it comes to this. Well, okay. When it comes to this, when it comes to this, but I, I, I felt like, you know, that experience was a hard experience to re-enter into right. society because of how many people it, there were there. Um, the the Japanese girl was actually a really good choice because it's owned and operated by Japanese nationals, and so they um, who have immigrated here, and so they kept their boundaries and they were quiet and they, they made yep. sure because that's just the way the Japanese culture works. And it's yep. really helpful. Um, thank God for that. My experience in church was a little bit different. Um, the restaurant Saturday night was fine. They were very COVID cautious because we were, you know, uh, I made reservations to let them know that I was, have, I have four much older people, not that I don't qualify, but they really qualify because they were all in their eighties. But um, and they made sure we were, we were, it felt much quieter except for the music and, you know, the servers, everything was good. Church was a different experience too, because I teach kids. And for 14 months, I've been teaching the kids on Zoom. And this past Sunday, I went in person. Um, the kids were glad to see me. Some of them had been attending there in person. Other teachers had been teaching them. Um, some of them have only been on Zoom, and this was their first week back too. 
And so when I went into the classroom, one of the ones that had been there for a while said, oh, hi, Miss Sandy. I'm so glad to see you. And I was glad to see her, too. And I had my mask on. And she says, oh, Miss Sandy, we don't have to wear our masks in our classrooms. And so I didn't like didn't want her to feel judged or anything like that. Or so I just said, hey, that's great. So, but you know, I have uh, severe asthma, so I feel safer when my mask is on because even though I'm vaccinated, I really don't want to get COVID. It could be a problem for me. So that little girl, she's about nine years old. She quit, quietly put her mask back on, and all the kids in the room came that had come in in their mask were either not on or they had slid slid down under their nose or whatever. They just quietly put them back on their face <laughs> and didn't have to ask. Um, but the weird part was when I was walking down the hall and when people did recognize me, there were a few that wanted to hug me. We're at church and they wanted to hug me. Sure. Didn't even want to shake my hand, which I'm not sure. I'm thinking that, you know, the Vulcan hello, kind of live long and prosper thing it works mm-hmm. or jazz hands works too. <laughs> but, oh, I would be all for replacing handshakes yeah. with jazz hands. I think that's that would a cool be fantastic. Thing. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. But no, they wanted to. I missed you, me. and so did my spirit finger. <laughs> yes, yes. See, I think we should do that. It wasn't even a fist bump or an elbow. It was they wanted to hug me. And I was glad to see them. It's not that I wasn't. Sure. But it was like, how do you extricate yourself from that situation without hurting their feelings? And it's people that I care about. So, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to couple times just quickly intervene and kind of go with my elbow I could throw it up you know kind of like oh here's my elbow touch it right there's my elbow you know as they're coming with me to me with both their arms outstretched like, gonna, yeah here's your here's your elbow a couple of them Where you scream, um, this is sparta and kick them down the well <laughs> I, yes. I felt like it i felt uh-huh. like it. there was one it was funny because most people one one guy um I was I went to the balcony because our church is still socially distancing only in the balcony. So I went to the balcony for the worship service. And one guy there that that is in our the adult Sunday school class that my husband teach co-teaches, he said, Oh, hey, he was across that's where I was leaving. And I said, Hey, and he goes, Hey, Tammy. And I looked at him. He goes, he got a little closer. He goes, Oh, you're not Tammy, you're Sandy. And my hair is much longer and darker, right? So we've been, he's been calling me Tammy since. He was, yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's fair. Well, tell me, can you, I, it's kind of <laughs> funny. Um, but I went after that downstairs to the choir room to meet Macon after the service because I had to turn in a chord I borrowed from the audio video visual guys. And uh, I was standing there kind of half behind the door, not wanting anyone to really see me, but I had on these shoes big high shoes because I wear high heels because I'm not tall enough, I guess, at five, almost five, nine, but whatever. And I heard a voice of one of my close friends. Oh my gosh, I love your shoes. And she came around the corner and she came by, we were within like six inches of each other. And she turned and goes, Oh, it's you, Sandy. And grabbed me and hugged me. I couldn't get out of it. And I got extremely anxious. I mean, like immediately I got, so I was like almost a fright. Um, like I was in immediate danger. Mm. So I know that this experiences that I've had are very similar to my clients. I hear that from my clients. The other thing is trying to figure out what's okay and what's not. Do we fist bump? Do we elbow bump? 
Do we let them hug us? How do we take our masks off? What do we do if people who aren't masked are close to us? Do we worry about that? Do we not worry about that? What, what if we're in line in a store? And I haven't even been to stores in 14 months because even though I tell everyone I get my grocery delivery because of COVID, I have to find a new excuse because I did it before COVID and I will continue to do it after COVID, but whatever. Um, but, you know, if we're in line, I hear this from my clients. No one really knows what to do and that adds to our anxiety. And when we add all of that together, and if we have any other anxiety disorder, we are anxious, we have general anxiety, we have any phobias, OCD, trauma, all of that compounds and makes it much more, it just exacerbates all right. of it. That was probably more than you wanted to know, but no, that's fine. I feel like I'm just like talking like crazy. That's a podcast. That's what we do. Oh yeah, that's right. But it, it's, it's after 14 months of being isolated and secluded really? I mean, my most social activity besides work and talking to clients one-on-one through video, honestly, is talking to like you guys on Zoom and right. things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Uh, Brandon, have uh, you started to emerge from the house, right? Yeah. I've, I mean, all throughout uh, my wife and I both do grocery delivery. We're on the opposite end of Eric and his wife, you know, or the folks that go out to the grocery stores and, and collect all the things and then bring it to them. Um, so I've not been as, uh, you know, locked away kind of make it sound like some weird Disney princess, but, um, <laughs> uh, but we have, you know, living in Michigan and especially recently, I, I don't know if we're still number one in COVID cases and death rates, um, but it's, and I don't want to use the word funny because I'm not even trying to be ironic about it, but our governor, you know, did put in strict stay at home orders early on and Republican lawmakers didn't like that. And a lot of, you know, citizens of the state didn't like it either. I, I can't, you know, say that it wasn't, you know, a valid opinion that people had. Um, but then they, you know, went and stripped those emergency powers from governor Whitmer and you know wouldn't you know it numbers just started to go back up and i don't want to say skyrocket again but hey we're number one we're number one um so just as things were you know starting to open up again they kind of clamped down um but now they are opening up again we actually have movie theaters that are open although a lot of them have been choosing to stay closed or like one of them i told you all at the end of last summer they started doing pop-up drive-ins right they you still have that going on in the parking lot. They'll have like a pop-up movie going on on the weekends. And I think they might be one of the few theaters that is open. Um, and they were even saying, Hey, you know, theaters closed, but you can still come buy popcorn. So they were doing whatever they could to get people to come in. Um, haven't gone out and done that yet, but my wife and I have gone out to restaurants a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a big fan of, you know, at least ordering out and, and supporting local places, um, which was another reason why I really wanted to get on that, you know, fitness thing. <laughs> like we kind of talked about at the top, right? Um, we were really supporting local restaurants, <laughs> really, really, really hard doing your part, right? Okay. Yeah, especially because you know, well, these places would do like, you know, this week we're going to do, you know, a, a fried chicken pop up, and, and this week it's going to be, you know, a, a burger and, and sausage and kielbasa pop up. It's like, well, they're only going to have these things for a week. We can't just get like one thing. Um, <laughs> the most so, American thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I was about to say rationalization, the keystone of American. <laughs> or no, moral relativism, the keystone of American <laughs> literacy. <laughs> literature. 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> we don't need any more Ricky Bobby wisdom. Um, but yeah, it's, and I always have been the the type of person that I kind of, I, I'm an extroverted introvert. I took one of those personality quizzes one time and I'm in like 2% or, or 0.2%. I forget what it is where I get my energy by being around people, but also by being kind of secluded. So I'm, whenever I'm shopping, I always have my earbuds in. I'm always listening to a podcast or some kind of music. And so I love people watching. I'll go to a mall for, you know, an hour or two, you know, browse around. Um, like I was talking about my clothing issues at the top of the hour. Usually I know that going to a clothing store, uh, unless they have a big and tall section, or at least they cut their uh, clothing a little forgivingly just for the simple fact of getting my shoulders into a shirt sometime. Um, I know that it's going to be an exercise in futility, but gosh, if I don't just love people watching and, and it's been kind of rough lately because it's like, well, there goes another one in a mask. There goes another one in a mask. Yep. They look nervous and anxious too. And it's, it's not the, the kind of energy and I don't want to sound like some kind of weird vampire, but it's not the energy from them that like, I, 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 I get, psychic nourishment from i guess like i don't know i just love being around people and watching them go about their lives and and just looking at you know books and seeing just you know humanity going on and this past year it's just been you know fear and survival and anxiety a lot um there have been some great few moments where uh recently you know you you see outdoor events that have been happening that are social distance different concerts and i know some comedians have even done recorded comedy specials on rooftops and they've done shows at drive-in theaters and my wife and i just this past friday watched a live stream of one of our favorite podcasts and that was great and i'm really excited that on one hand one of the few positives that's come out of COVID, this covid pandemic is showing new opportunities for entertainment to happen um comedians especially you know they they spend their lives on the road a lot on the weekends they'll fly to you know boston one week and then minneapolis and peoria and every other city in the country but they're there you know it's great for the people in that city but now they can do an online show and literally sell tickets all over the world and you know leave that up for a day or two and it's really great because you've got some of my favorite podcasters and things like that doing weekly or monthly bingo games um and they've been building communities or they just have these hangouts where uh they'll send in like dumb headlines and they'll go over them these these basically uh, florida man stories <laughs> you know things like that or improv shows like a lot of the guys from whose line is it anyway like greg proops and uh jeff davis and a few of those guys they've done several shows uh, there's this thing called the nowhere comedy club that's been started up where it's just an online zoom comedy show that you know big name comedians do on a regular basis and it's been really cool and seeing things like that but then seeing that kind of hope in real life and in real time has been encouraging too. Uh, about two weeks ago, the local uh, theater uh, on campus at MSU, the Wharton Center, where all the traveling Broadway shows come through, they just put this video together and it's just of, you know, their tech crew going back, raising the curtain, putting the house lights on. And I'm not going to lie, that little 10, 15 second video to a theater person like me, like I had to kind of pause it and... <laughs> 
just, you know, kind of take a deep breath because just seeing that little bit uh, of, of the thing that I love coming back to life just started choking me up. And then a few days later, they released a three minute long video of every show and concert and musical and play and as soloist repertoire performance that's going to happen in the next year. And it is two to three times their normal schedule because they want people to be able to come back and start living that again and getting that joy and that, that, that essential part of life back into their life. And it's just been great to see things like that. And, and to look at with hope in the future now that so many are getting vaccinated and just seeing the vaccine numbers here in Michigan climbing has been really encouraging. Um, just seeing all my friends posting on Facebook that, you know, got my first vaccine, got my second vaccine. I got my Fauci Alchi, you know, I'm doing this so that me and my band can start playing shows again. I'm doing this so that my coworkers and I can go back into the office. I haven't seen too many of those, but there are a few weird ones, <laughs> but it's just this, this craving of a return to normalcy and just seeing the little victories when that happens. Um, we saw, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago how, you know, we didn't, we had to cut Where Does the Dravaz short last year. And this year we didn't even think about doing a play. And just the last few weeks already starting to plan next spring's show and just reaching out to our kids and saying, Hey, if we do something like this, who would be interesting in putting a video together and just seeing all the response. And one of the things that I'm really looking forward to in a month from this weekend in the Heights is coming out the movie version. And for those unfamiliar, that is Lin-Manuel Miranda's first uh, Tony-winning Broadway show that he made before Hamilton. Right. And I recorded it. It was supposed to come out on my birthday weekend last year. And then, of course, COVID pushed everything. So it's coming out. And, and I cannot wait to just reach out to my theater kids and the other people in the theater group and saying, okay, this is when I'm going. And this is when, you know, and our director, my wife's cousin, his birthday is the day after mine. So I always pick some kind of show to go to. And this year, you know, I think we're going to make it at least one of them. We're still probably going to go see something in the theater if we can, uh, like an actual cute player musical but we're at least going to reach out to us and say hey this is you know the day and time that we're going we would love to have any of you that want to come join us you know bring your families if you want to depending on how many we get in you know i might cover the ticket fare for a couple of my kids because i know not everyone can afford it i don't care i want to see them i want them to see this movie most of them already know the soundtrack we quote it back and forth and you can tell who's in and who's out or who knows it because there's just a lot of confused expressions when it sounds like I'm yelling at someone and they're giving these lines back to me. And I miss that give and take that back and forth. And I, that's one thing I'm looking forward to the most, just getting back to the arts and getting back to seeing that joy. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. You know, it's like when I'm listening to both of you, it's the passions that we had coming into COVID. It's, it feels like there's so much that has been tabled. And then now it's like, I can see the, we're starting to see it, but this is a process, right? So none of this is going to happen right away. Even if you're fully vaccinated, none of this happens immediately. So it's been interesting. Like we all have very different hobbies, even though we've known each other for so long or best friends and all this sort of stuff. You know, for me, what I was really excited about is the food experience. You know, my wife and I and, and our particular groups of friends, we're all foodies. And my brother-in-law, you know, uh, I've never really talked about him much, but he works for a very famous chef, a very famous television celebrity chef, in fact. Uh, he works with them hand in hand. And so food is just, 
you know, it's the experience. It's, it's more than just takeout. Now we certainly have done takeout a thousand times this year, but for us, it's, it's the ambiance. It's the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And it's where our family and our friends get together. And this is where we hang out is over good food with good drinks, with good times. So that was the thing that I have missed the most throughout all this, this time. And I'm like you, Brandon, I'm both introverted and extroverted. I get my energy off of people, but I'm just as happy reading a book as well. And I get a different kind of energy from doing that. So it was one of those things, but I didn't miss those experiences, especially the restaurant experience. So I've not stepped foot in a restaurant in, you know, 15 months. So this weekend I went to, we went out and um, Courtney's brother was in. And we went to one of our favorite restaurants of all time in uh, downtown. And it was weird at first. And what I mean by that is I sat down and we actually elected to do outdoor dining, not because we were thinking it would be any more safer than indoor dining. It was just because it's Florida in May. It's a beautiful time of the year. But we sat down and, you know, uh, that was that moment where the uh, lady came up to take our orders she was not wearing her mask and Courtney gave me a quick look. I gave her a look, a look like we're okay. We're okay. It's fine. Uh, because we, you know, this was this moment and it was a very quick understanding glance between the two of us. Like, it's okay. We're all right. But there was a moment of anxiety between my wife and I we're like, it's, it's okay. She came over here because we're, we're vaccinated. So, but we were still wearing our masks. So we gave her order and everything. And then she bought her drinks and for the first time in 15 months, remember my life has been centered around making sure that everything is okay. My life has been centered around the procedures necessary to go from school to school to school safely. So the first time in my first time in 15 months, I took my mask off in public. And that was a weird feeling. That was, it was not that I was in an anxious feeling. It was a weird feeling. Like suddenly I was vulnerable and exposed. (laughs) Not that I was afraid, but it was the first time it was like, "Mm." it was the first time that people saw my face in a really long time. They've seen my eyes. (laughs) Uh, They've seen my ears, but not my face. And that was, it was like, I don't know. It was like a shedding of a skin almost. I don't mean to sound too poetic about this, but it felt that way to me that they saw me. My friends saw me without my mask. And it was a cool moment where we all kind of did the same and we saw each other's faces for a first time in a really long time. That's awesome. And Everybody's opinion about a vaccine is different, and I respect it because you're an adult. <laughs> I'll say I respect you being wrong, is <laughs> all I'll say. But one of the cool things encouraging about vaccinations and all that, and finally getting herd immunity, is we can go back to those things. And within five, 10 minutes, it was like I never left. From my experience, mom was different. Now, I, I know your experience, you were far more vulnerable to COVID with all of the previous injuries that you've had and, and the things that you deal with now. But for me, I'm a pretty healthy guy, big guy, but very healthy. Um, it was a different concern. When we were worried about COVID is because you were, uh, my wife was, was at risk because she has asthma. And, uh, and then my father-in-law, yeah, he's older, you know, he's in his eighties and it was, he has issues with his lungs. So 
it wasn't really about me. It was about the people I love, right? So for me, it was a different experience and a different feeling. It felt weird that people could see my face. And I was very conscious that my face was there. And it was also very conscious because I saw a sea of mouths. And it'd been a first time I had a long time I'd seen a sea of mouths where everywhere <laughs> I looked was someone's mouth. Uh, and that was okay. And it was appropriate because my, you know, for 15 months, I've been told to stay away from places like this and suddenly now it's okay. And so it was a mixed feeling. There was more mixed feelings about it as well. Um, it wasn't that I was afraid. It, there was some sadness. The reason why is because there, there was mixed reasons of feeling sad. First one was I feel sad because not everybody's in this position yet. There are billions around this world that are still, they're not, in this, they're not sitting down having drinks and having wonderful uh, braised beef like I am, like I was that Friday, uh, last Friday night. That was sadness. And the second sadness was the time, I had a moment where I struggled with feeling like time had been stolen from me. Hmm. That was very, I literally thought, 15 months has been stolen from me. Now, that's not true. Uh, my, my wife and I have lived actually surprisingly fulfilling lives throughout 15 months. It's been hard. I mean, we've, we lost jobs due to COVID, mm -hmm. uh, the economic recession. Both of us lost our jobs. And then two weeks after we lost our jobs, my mother-in-law passed. It was a hard year. I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't. But we did manage to have we got, we've become closer, right? And, and, you know, we remember what's important and family and friends are what's important and all this sort of stuff. But it did feel like because of life, things were stolen from me for 15 months. And I was feeling a bit sad because it wasn't that I was angry because it's nobody's fault, right? I think I might be angry if it was someone's fault, but it wasn't. And it was dealt with this knowledge of this has been 15 months where I've not had these opportunities with my families and friends that I've come to love so much in my life. And that's such mm -hmm. a big part of who I am as a person. So it's interesting to hear both of your reactions to coming out of the house because it's for every person, you're going to have a unique, unique response. Mom was of some anxiety, and I certainly understand it. Brandon, you've kind of taken it the way Brandon always takes it. <laughs> kind of like, hey, the sun will come out tomorrow. We got this. We got this. Tomorrow will <laughs> be better. I've taken it with a bit of both. Yeah, like I always do, where I feel a little bit like mom and I feel a little bit like Brandon. And going forward, it's going to take time to not think about it with a hint of sadness, not have a moment where every time you step into a situation like that, you think about it, where it's going to take some time where it becomes second nature to you just to go out to dinner. It's going to be second nature to say, hey, let's go catch a movie. You know, I still haven't gone see a movie yet. And I'm excited because something else, another hobby of me, if anybody knows, which if you've been around this podcast for a long time, I love movies. It's my passion. Movies. movies. I mean, what else do you want in life? I'm going to go see a movie when I can, but I know that experience is going to be odd for me. I know that I'm going to have a moment where I sit down in the chair and then wonder if anybody's going to come sit beside me because that's going to take away from my experience from the movie because I'm constantly wondering, hey, dude, are you like really gross? And like, what's going on here? Like, you know, are you throwing popcorn everywhere and you put your hands and everything? That's are going to be the kind of thoughts that I'm going to have to force myself to quell. 
And it's just an interesting experience. So I appreciate you guys sharing how you felt about it and appreciate where you guys are going forward, mom and Brandon, if you certainly, how about we talk a little bit about equipping ourselves with some practical approaches that help us go through this as society slowly opens up. Now, I know we are right now, we're talking primarily to our Israeli listeners, which we do have some, and we're talking to our United States ones. But as the world goes to the next year and a half, getting some headway of this and it slowly starts to open up and people are excited, but they're also really nervous about finally stepping out of their house again. What's some practical ways that we can actually kind of cope with this and keep things in mind going forward. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I am a counselor, so I'm going to give a counseling response. I think the first thing is to just kind of allow and accept how you feel. Right. You notice that the three of us have three sort of different reactions. So just allow that. Everything that you feel is certainly okay. Just accept that. Um, Observe how you're feeling. Just like I talked about that body scan, just pay attention to how you're feeling um, and allow yourself sometimes to slowly re-engage. I'm picking and choosing right now when and where I'm going to be outside the house. And then remember, you know, as you think about creating a wellness plan, which I think everyone should right now, well, everyone should all the time, but even more so right now, we should be very careful about the wellness plan. Brandon at one point has talked about the spoon theory and how many spoons we have. And if we start each day off with our 12 spoons, knowing that right now, social interaction in person may take more spoons right now than it usually does. So we need to plan accordingly and then rest, make sure that we have time to rest in between those social interactions and not stack them up back to back, which is what I mistake I made actually this weekend, backed them up back to back because of the graduation but then remembering to then on Sunday, just not plan anything, right? Yeah. Make sure that you're doing things like the healthy stuff, like your mindfulness and your yoga and your exercising and your baths with wine or whatever it is that makes you feel showers work for me, whatever makes you feel like you're doing some self care. Um, remember that we have spent 14 months, 15 months, really not even looking people in the eye. I mean, we do it somewhat online, but not really. We've gotten used to how we look online, but it's not the same as being in person. And people give off a physical energy when you're around them. They absolutely do. I'm not necessarily talking about chakras and auras and things, though we can certainly go there. I'm just talking about a physical, magnetic, biomagnetic energy field And you feel that when you're around people and you need to be aware that that does take an energy from you to be in that space. So making sure that you recognize that and not rushing back quite so quickly into everything. My last thing on that is exactly that. We've spent over a year paring things down. Maybe it would be wise for us to consider what is important to put back into our lives And what really is just white noise, right? What doesn't belong there? What takes energy and time and resources that we probably really shouldn't be spending on and allow us to have that time to just maybe exist and be and enjoy our lives. Brandon, I don't know if you have others. Those those are my things on that. 
my th- mine is going to be kind of along the same advice I, I, I like to give. Um, be aware of what your comfort comfort level is. Give yourself an extra measure of grace if you haven't been going out. If you are kind of reintroducing yourself, reacclimatizing, um, it's not the same. It, it's very different, and, and that's okay. You know, just because things are different, um, that just means they're different. You're not weak if you can't. Ha- <clears throat> pardon me if you can't handle that off the bat. It, it's okay. Um, also, extend that grace to others. Uh, realize that you know just because you're done eating a, a meal at a restaurant and you're going to say, "Oh, I'm not going to wear my mask out. What are they going to do? Kick me out?" Ha ha ha. Sure, maybe it's a funny joke. Probably not. Maybe, um, but just have a little more empathy than usual. Um, I know with some folks, they, they assume that they are, uh, but they're not. Uh, and I, I don't know how to describe it without coming off sounding condescending or, or like, I think I'm better than people. I don't, I assure you, but just remember that people are going through their own things that you don't know about. They're, they're trying to hide it. They're trying to put on a brave face and be strong. Um, so just assume that someone's, you know, one bad day away from some kind of breakdown um, going back into this because some people are. Um, I was picking up lunch the other day. I ordered a head online. I went to pick it up and I just saw, you know, a woman ju- just sitting there and she looked shell shocked. I don't know what she'd been going through. I don't know if she had a bad day at work. I don't know if she doesn't work and had a bad day at home. Um, I-, I don't know what was going on and I don't need to know, obviously, but people are going through all kinds of things. Um, when I said earlier about giving yourself a measure of grace, you know, also keep some comfort things around, keep the sensory box, you know, like Sandy's talked about before. I know my own wife has created one. I have one myself, you know, something that, that smells good, something, a picture that makes you smile, Um, you know, uh, some gummy bears or some M&Ms or some pretzels, something that you can just kind of munch on to recenter yourself, bring yourself back to a calm place, have an estromac, uh, keep an extra mask or two in your glove box uh, in case you forget to bring one along. Make sure you have a bottle of water. Just make sure you stay hydrated. Just all these basic things that we normally do without thinking of, you know, put a little more thought into them uh, as you're going back out there, you know, re-getting used to things. And especially if you're going back to restaurants, just remember these wait staff. a lot of them have been toughing it out the entire time. Um, even if it's been online orders or it's been limited capacity, things like that, um, it doesn't make it any easier on them. Uh, they have all kinds of extra things they have to do. So if you're going somewhere and interacting with service industry folks, just be even nicer than usual. Tip a little more than you have been. Uh, just, just give yourself and give others that extra, that extra grace, that extra comfort, because you don't know how well or how well you are going to be able to get back out there. And that's okay. Don't yeah. try to push yourself too hard and, and burn out or freak out. Yeah, it's interesting. I appreciate you talking about having more empathy for the others that are on a different part of the journey than you. Um, as you were talking, it made me think of a, a phrase. that I, it was, I, We have to decide what we're doing. Is it an inconvenience or is it a morality thing? And I think we do need to discuss as a society the difference between the two. And I think we're sometimes confusing the two. So as things slowly begin to open back up, 
you may be impatient to open them up faster or you're on the other side thinking that they're opening up too fast. You have to stop and ask yourself, is this an inconvenience or is this an actual morality thing? So the argument about mask, is that an inconvenience or is that a morality thing? And what I mean by that is some people are like, well, it's just a mask annoys me. Well, that's an inconvenience. (laughs) So that's not morality. You know, you're not going to get extra points in the afterlife because you didn't wear a mask or you did wear a mask. It's just an issue of society. So as we're looking at the different rules that all of these different businesses are going to be in place, one business is going to be very strict. One business is going to be very loose. You're going to have friends that are very strict. You're going to have friends that are very, let's do this and no mask and have a great time. You have to ask yourself, is this an issue of inconvenience or is there a true safety slash morality thing at play here? And determine what that priority is and then move on no matter what your position is on the, on the whole debate. So if you're strict, then go to a different place that it more aligns to what you feel. If you're saying, Hey, let's, you know, we're good. Pandemic is over. Find you a place that aligns more to what you believe. Do not judge others for being on a different part of the journey than you. That's extremely important. So, That is probably one of the best ways that we're going to get through this as a society is respecting each other's boundaries and not judging each other and having empathy. And if someone seems to be really anxious about wearing their mask and maintaining social boundaries, be aware of that. Be respectful. Because for you, if you're further along, it's an inconvenience. It's not a morality thing. It's not for you to determine where they are in their journey. It's your responsibility to make them feel safe. And that is a morality thing. So we have to, you know, if I can use the expression, be unto all men, you know, be unto, be all things unto all men. If I could use a famous verse from the Bible. And women and non-binary. Exactly. So you have to keep all those things in mind. I think those are really good pieces of advice. And going forward, one other thing that I would throw out there as a piece of advice is know thyself. (laughs) Brad, a little Dante there. I think mom made it, we were talking because it was Mother's Day Sunday. So I called her and we were chatting and I was laughing at her and picking on her because I was like, 15 months, you haven't seen a soul. And then you went straight to a a graduation and had parties the entire weekend. You're going to go big or go home. Okay, fine. Uh, Oh, no, she's doing both. You did it all. (laughs) I went big and I went home. I'm going home. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. I recommend doing it that way. <laughs> Baby steps, you know, just walk down the stairs of the of the shallow end one at a time. I'm sure yeah. we're not busy and didn't get a chance, but what the best option would have been is like she had gone to a restaurant on her own before that and a few other things. Mom, I'm not picking on you. I'm just No, saying. I know, but that I it was a mistake I made because yeah, I was the yeah. timing of everything, including when I was fully vaccinated. But sure. yeah. Yeah, it would have been easier to ease back. And so I've pulled back out of society and I'm planning when I'm going back out and making those. Exactly. And that's comfortably in my blanket for it and will remain here for. (laughs) Well, that's really what I think Macon is afraid I'm going to do because I'm like, I'm really liking this just staying at home. I could go to like Erickson visit, go to vacation with the family. Yeah. And come back home. I'm good. Bacon's just going to come down one day and on your office door, it's going to say she, woman, man, haters club, no boys allowed. Yes. Yes. I think I'll do that. Like seeing. Yes. So with, 
you know, we joke about it, but pace yourself. That's the only piece of advice I was uh, setting up to say, pace yourself, do one big thing a week and introduce life slowly. And then the last piece of advice I give is carefully evaluate what you're doing with your life. We like mom mentioned it. She briefly hit it. She said, pare down. Do you really need these things to come back in your life? It was a good question, mom. Because say, for instance, there are maybe have hobbies that you started to adapt during COVID, during the lockdown that are actually very healthy for you. Don't throw those away and don't substitute them for cheaper imitations of what those things that are emotionally fulfilling for you. I have mentioned several times in this podcast that we have slowly got into gardening over this past year. I thought it was interesting. I've been fully vaccinated now, and Courtney has too. We could go out to eat anytime we want. And remember, we talked about how that was such a big part of who we are. We found that we haven't rushed out to do that. You know what we do every single evening? We go out and we garden, and we genuinely enjoy doing it when I'm home, by the way. (laughs) And then we... Uh, you know, we I, when we go out and sit on the on the back porch and watch, we have a deer that comes every every evening. Her name's Dawn. That's what I called her, and it's going to stay. And then we have a family of raccoons. We never knew they existed behind her house until this year. But there's whole families of deer and hawks hmm. and everything that live right behind her house. We didn't get to know. Now they're so friendly, they don't even care we're out there. They just keep eating or doing whatever they want as we talk. And we just watch each other and they come right up to the screen and all this sort of stuff. It's amazing. We didn't have that opportunity because we had not slowed down enough until we were suddenly in lockdown. I don't feel like I'm going to give up those new hobbies anytime soon. They've become extremely important to me. They've become extremely important to my mental well-being. And I realize now that I love dining out with family and friends, but it was taking away from some other opportunities that I may have. So I'm really focused on maintaining a balance because it gotten to be where we're eating out all the time. Even if family and friends weren't there, Courtney and I were just going to town to eat like all the time. Sure. Now we're cooking. You know, now we make fish. Now we do all of these new things. I'm trying new experiments in cooking and all this sort of stuff. I don't want to give that up. Because that's valuable time with me and my wife. All of these things I've mentioned in the last two minutes are things I do with my wife. And then I realized I was sacrificing. Now, we always were a great relationship, but these things have come almost like date nights for us. And those are really important to us. And so we've changed over the pandemic. Last thing I'll say is we've changed over the pandemic. All of us have. And a lot of us have changed things for the better because we remembered what is actually important. As society begins to open back up, never forget the lessons that you've learned this year, what is really important in life. And don't forget that. And don't take it for granted. And think to yourself, is this really important? Or do I want to focus on these good hobbies that I have developed? So I think that's my last bit of advice. Man, look at the time. It's flown. (laughs) We're going to have to stop it there. Well, thanks, guys, so much for those pieces of advice. And thank you for being so open and honest about your experiences on coming back into society a little bit. Hey, if you're out there listening to us, what has been your experience if you've been vaccinated and you're coming back into the situation that you find yourself as society has opened up? We genuinely want to hear what your experience is, whatever it may be. We value your opinions and we love to hear from you. Hey, let us drop us a line. There's a few ways you can do that. First of all, you can drop us a line on our Facebook page, which is you, me, and your mom. 
it's easily found. You can just Google us there, or you can find us on our Instagram page, which is you, me, your mom podcast. That's you, me, your mom, mom podcast. We're also on Twitter. You can just find us on you, me, your mom. You can if easily, quickest the way you get a hold of us is a direct messages on any one of those. We'll find you very quickly. But if you're so inclined, you can send us an email as well. The email address is you, me, your mom. 99 at gmail.com that's you me your mom 99 at gmail.com and that's spelled y-o-u-m-e-y-o-u-r-m-o-m 99 at gmail.com <laughs> thanks brandon well i've been eric we've been joined by our other two co-hosts my best friend brandon my mom sandy and wherever you are in the big wide world just remember it can always get worse we'll see y'all later bye bye